0: Hi, welcome to Queer Fandom. This podcast is about fandom, standom, and the driving force of LGBTQ culture behind it all.
1: We're your hosts,
0: Beetle and Lo. This show is not safe for work, not safe for kids, and not safe for haters. Hi, I'm Beetle. And I'm Lo. And she oh, already sorry. fucked it up. I
2: did. I did. She already fucked, fucked it up. Ooh <laughs>
0: boy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, everybody needs to, like, sit down and sit on their hands or something. Hi. Hi, I'm Beetle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. Who You're are laughing. you? Just tell me who you are. I'm Lo.
0: Okay, and why are we here right now?
1: We are here today because we have our good friend Six with us. Hi, Hello. Six. Hi. Six, introduce yourself to us. Tell us your handle, your age, and your
2: pronouns. Um, my handle is recently changed. I changed it to six underscore Ulrich, U-L-R-I-C, and my age is 33, and I use all the pronouns.
0: You should specify that it's six as you spell it out, S-I-X.
2: Oh, right. Underscore. X-I-X. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, You make it it. sound
2: so dirty.
0: (laughs) She does. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Ooh. All right, well, we, we um, informally had you on the show once before. Uh, you were in town visiting us over Los Angeles Comic-Con weekend, and we record a drunk episode of Queer Fandom, which will eventually be released. Um, so that doesn't really count as your first time on the show. This, this will count as your first time on the show. So welcome. We're so happy to have you. Uh,
2: thank you. I'm really happy you guys invited me to be on here. I love the show.
0: We thought you kind of had a unique point of view on some stuff, and that's why we wanted to um, talk to you next. So I guess I'll kind of pass it off to, to
1: Lo to see how she wants to start this. So what was your first fandom, and how old were you when you found it?
2: Um. Well, I had found Gundam Wing, and I was about 13, 14, I think. So I feel like maybe if I can... Can I just kind of say what my what my personal definition of fandom is? Yeah,
0: of course. Yes.
2: Okay. Um, because to me, I, I kind of want to just define it so that everyone understands what I think it is since I'm really new to fandom in general. Um, I think that it's really just it is about participation and I feel not only about contribution, which is something I've learned in the Final Fantasy 15 fandom. Um, just because you're not making merch or art or fan fiction or anything doesn't mean you're not contributing. Um, I find that participation in the fandom really, you know, inspires artists and writers, and the reverse is also true. So to me, fandom is kind of just participating in the community and sharing your love with the about the brand or the game or whatever it is with other people. So... I wasn't, ex- so with that definition, I wasn't exactly in the Gundam Wing fandom. I kind of was just really into the anime and then looked up a bunch of stuff about the characters, but I've never really entered like forums or conversation about that particular show.
0: Okay, I, I see what you're talking about. Yeah. Were you reading fan fiction at the time?
2: Uh, I started to with Gundam Wing. Um, I had basically just searched for Hero and Duo and then came up with a bunch of pairing results. And that was really my first introduction into that realm.
1: (laughs) So you hadn't been thinking about the two of them as a couple before. You just were looking them up and then you were finding the shipping.
2: Yeah, exactly. You were just
0: drawn to their their dynamic. That's so interesting. Yeah. Um, For whatever reason that you, you looked into the two of them.
2: Mm -hmm. I mean, I had looked up Gundam Wing and then I found official artwork for, you know, of the show. And the artwork is just really (laughs) homoerotic.
1: Extremely homoerotic. I know.
0: You you showed it to me because I had never seen it before. You showed it to me like a couple months ago. And then I think you showed it to me again this like last weekend you were here. Um, Yeah. And it's just like every so often you're like, look at this. Look at this. This is official art. Uh, and it's really, really super gay.
2: Yeah, it is. And I was just so intrigued by that. And especially seeing artwork of my two favorite characters together, it's like, whoa, like, it's, it's very interesting. And then I looked into it more and started reading a fan fiction and I got very into it. <laughs>
0: How long did that stay um, active in your, in your life?
2: Um, it stayed pretty active. I want to say that I moved on from Gundam Wing to, like, artists and bands and stuff. But I can't really remember what I was into. But I, I was into it for maybe, it stayed in my life for about a few years um, probably until sophomore year of high school, and then it kind of died out, or I didn't really think too much about it.
1: And then when did you find your second fandom? How did you re-enter fandom space?
2: Um, so for me, it was a mixture of K-pop, or J-rock, and then K-pop. Um, okay. Yeah, it was a band called Deering Gray.
1: Okay, I've heard of them. I haven't listened to any of their music, but I know they have a very large fandom and a lot of people that are super into them.
2: Yeah, they're huge, Um, and I love them. And, you know, from there, I started reading about RPF and, like, shipping the actual guys in the band, and I got really, really into that. So it kind of just took off from that point.
0: That's the good stuff. Yeah, I really, really pulls you it in.
2: It's so good. It's so so good. I loved it, and I tried writing. I think a little bit for it, but never really published anything. But it was just mainly for me.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for the mo- for the most part, you were just absorbing at that point.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was taking it all in and learning about it, and but enjoying it all at the same time. You know, I really liked it. I just, I had no one in my real life to share that with, and I didn't know how to go about finding people online that shared that with me. I didn't really... There was no Twitter or anything back then.
0: Right. I feel like um, what you're kind of talking about is what, like, inside of the live journal communities um, Lo and I met in would be described as, like, lurkers, Like, people yeah. we... People who we know are reading the content and are, like, enjoying the fandom but choose not to have a name or a presence, um, inside of the fandom. They don't produce any works and they don't try to communicate with anyone. And I think sometimes it's by choice. And I think other times it's probably your situation where you just don't exactly know how to bridge that gap, um, and kind of connect. But I don't think that that means, uh, you weren't experiencing a type of fandom, but I think you're right. There's a distinction between doing it solo and doing it as a social experience.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, But you're totally right. I was definitely a lurker, and that's so funny because I would read that but not really put two and two together.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, for you, it feels active because it's your brain and your, your, I don't know, your heartbeat is kind of like following along, right? You feel like you're in sync, I think, when you're reading fan fiction or absorbing fan art. I think it's really easy to be a lurker and just not realize that you're not getting your opinion out there because you're so consumed with absorbing everything which I've been in that position so
2: many times yeah
0: sometimes there's just enough content that you don't even feel like you need to participate
2: right that's true that's when you put it that way that's absolutely right (laughs) I mean I was just so in like engrossed in it and I just kept reading it and looking it up that I didn't even really it was a combination of not knowing how to integrate myself into the fandom and also just kind of not caring at the moment. (laughs) Yeah, I get that because
1: I feel like I tend to
2: engage the
1: most in fandoms that aren't as active or don't have as history of a past. Like... Um, we were we all met in Final Fantasy 15 and Final Fantasy 15 was still fairly new when we all met each other and we were all at our most active, right? So we are creating the content. We are the content. The thing's brand new. Um, if I dict- <laughs> dicked dicked <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> if I dipped into like um like the Marvel Cinematic universe, which I do occasionally I don't feel the need to create there. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of content in fanfiction for, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't need to put my hands on it. Someone else is making it.
0: Right, no, that's definitely a part of it, is, like, I feel that way about Star Wars fanfic. Um, There's no way I would be able to write a Star Wars fanfiction that's better or does a better job of hitting all of the notes I wanted to hit than something that already exists. Mm -hmm. You know, so, like, I can just go read someone else's perfect Kylox fic... And not have to put the effort into writing my own. And, and in certain fandoms, putting the effort into writing your own is, is where the connection comes from. But when there's a lot of content, I definitely feel less inspired.
2: Yeah, that's absolutely it. You know, I, uh, there was a lot of Dear and Gray to consume back then, and <laughs> the other bands that I was into, there was tons of stuff. So, you know, I was into multiple, I guess you can say I was into multiple fandoms technically. Because I was into so many different bands, and there was now that I knew about RPF and people were doing this, I would just look it up, just hungry for it. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs)
0: Um, So six, you kind of defined uh, fandom in two different ways. Um, One is just kind of consuming it, and the other as making it um, a social experience, not necessarily as a um, somebody who contributes you know, a a product like a fic or a piece of fan Mm -hmm. art, but also somebody that just kind of hangs out in the social space and can, you know, contributes head cannons and drives conversation and stuff like that.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: What, where do you feel, when do you feel like you found that? So when, when did that fandom come along in your life?
2: A hundred percent final fantasy 15. It's, that's, that's totally where everything happened. I remember exactly, exactly how I did that. And it was, Go ahead and tell us. Okay, well, it it was on Twitter, and, you know, I wanted to talk to somebody about it. My partner at the time was not into it like I was, and a lot of friends that I was, you know, that I had around me either don't play a lot of video games or weren't playing that game. They just weren't interested. And so I was like, well, I guess I'm going to have to try to find someone to talk to this about. So I went on Twitter and... I just looked up the hashtag and I found somebody who was, that we, that we know, was, you know, talking about it and tweeting about it. And I just reached out to them and was like, I really want to talk about this game with you. <laughs> 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 talk to me about it, please. I'm so lonely. is <laughs> <That's laughs>
1: so <laughs> earnest. I love that. Yeah.
2: It was just very direct. <laughs> but it was, I was also 31. So. I, it was only like two years ago, so I had gotten to a point where I'm like, fuck it, I'm just going to reach out to people and see what happens. So, so you were
0: um, 31 years old when you started participating in the 15 fandom, and you really kind of like made a voice for yourself, I guess I would say. Um, I knew who you were in the 15 fandom uh, before I thought, I think you knew who I was. So Really? Oh, yeah. Lo and I were, like, excited. Like, you, you tweeted at Lo or um, or something, and we were like, oh, my God, Six is talking to us. What? Um, and and I really think, and, like, you know, I know you're surprised to hear that, and it's because you weren't necessarily, like, a content creator at that point in time, but um, you, were, you would talk to everybody, and you would engage everybody, and you would share your headcanons, and you were excited and passionate about the thing that we were all into, and so... You know, you were just, like, a absolutely fantastic part
1: of the fandom in that regard.
2: Oh, my God. That's so nice to hear.
1: <laughs> I mean, f- friendliness and open-mindedness goes a long way, especially on a social media
2: platform in an insular sort of group. Yeah. I just... It was the first time I, I was... I, I'm still passionate. I shouldn't say was. But I'm still very passionate about it. So, you know, after making one friend I wanted to make more so I wanted to try to just to make the space or the fandom what I what I saw in my mind
1: yeah
0: I think that's actually what so many people were doing with 15 I mean not to like you know rub salt in the wound right now but um (laughs) the game was never complete in a lot of different regards. And so we had, as fans, had so many holes to fill. Mm -hmm. And while that can be frustrating from one regard, it it creates a really prolific fan base um, because there's so much content people are trying to put out to explain like, you know, what happened the 10 years Mm -hmm. while Noct was in the crystal and like Mm -hmm. what happened before Brotherhood and what happens after the game and like all of these different storylines we don't get to follow. Um, it just gives that space for fandom to really grow and yeah. you know I think you were you were participating in a part of the 15 fandom where it was just growing exponentially and yeah. um, you had a part in that because you were spreading the joy
2: oh so sweet <laughs> I'm really glad I'm really really happy to hear that I always want people to have a really positive experience in this fan- particular fandom so I always try to keep everything really positive and, you know, welcome everybody. I think
0: 15 has um, a decent amount of fans that are in your age group. Yeah. I I feel like I know a lot of them. Um, But it also still gets um, this reputation of being a very young fandom, and I don't know if that's true about 15 or if it's just that internet spaces tend to be full of teenagers Mm -hmm. Um, and young adults, and that's why uh, those populations seem to be very, you know, large and in fandom. Um, But do you ever feel, like, uncomfortable or or out of place um, being your age and being in, you know, a social interactive fandom?
2: Oh, uh, no. Um, I mean, I'm uncomfortable when I'm sharing more not-safe-for-work stuff and talking about that, but as far as talking to people that are younger than me i've never really felt intimidated or shy by it i i try to understand what people are talking about before i you know get into the conversation so i so i have context and stuff like that I try not to you know be too impulsive but i think that helps when i'm talking to more of the younger fans because I feel like I'm doing my research before I say something dumb, but, um,
0: <laughs> well, they could, you know, that's, uh, everybody could take a page out of that book because <laughs> to, to make sure you, you said something that particularly stood out to me, which was, I want to make sure I know the whole context of the situation.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. and I feel like that's, that's sometimes missing in the, the way the fandom format is now, um, on Twitter and, and Tumblr and stuff.
2: Yeah. I think though that people do that just out of, out of passion and you know, it's easy. I see things online a lot, a lot on Twitter about personal characters that I hold very dear. And if I see anything that's sideways about that, I have to stop and, and think about what I'm going to say and if it's even going to help or, or, you know, help them see a different side of it. And if it's not, then I have to keep scrolling. (laughs) Yeah, I
0: get that. It's like, what are you really going to get out of the situation?
2: Um,
1: exactly. If
0: you can't, fairly, them. go ahead. Go ahead.
1: You're eloquent, so I would, I would trust you. But I think in so many situations, if someone just sees backlash against their posts, they're just going to be like, "I was right in the first place." Obviously, the people that are fans of this thing I don't like or have mm-hmm. a different opinion than me just want to fight me. You know, so it's, it's good to be eloquent. I trust that you wouldn't be like starting. A, Crazy flame wars on Twitter. Yeah, over something silly.
0: <laughs> you should write the book on fan- positive fandom interactions because I really think <laughs> it's one of your strengths.
2: Thank yeah. you. I would love to. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I hope people would read it and practice it. Oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the like operative part is people <laughs> actually putting that into practice. I think most yeah. people function with this sort of like callous careless internet etiquette yeah. um, and, and not like how you would talk to a real person
2: yeah it's just funny to, It I, it's not funny but it's just very confusing to me when I see people in fandom being so upset about things and at other people for not liking what they like it's really bizarre to me and I'm not sure of like their ages if they're younger or you know I've seen some that were older too but it's like, why would you want to bring negativity into something that brings you joy? It's very strange. (laughs) It's
0: definitely like, you know, we we just had our other friend Mary on the show, and she was talking about receiving um, hate and backlash for stuff um, even, you know, 10 years ago. But I feel like it's really gotten worse in the last um, couple years because I feel like a lot of the people... um, who share this sentiment with you. Um, I usually hear this from fans who are older, they're like 25 and older, you know? Mm -hmm. My friends that are between 25 and 40 that are in fandom are all just like, this would have never existed 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. It's just not the way fandom used to be. It was very much like, well, we all know what we're doing is kind of fringe and kind of weird, so anything Mm goes.
2: Mm, Yeah. I see that. And,
0: and and now there's just like, I don't know, people have these um, false structures that they've built up that they feel like everything should fit into little boxes.
2: Yeah. And it's really just so sad. You know, you're in this fandom because of something somebody created. It's most of the time it's, it's not real. It's fiction and it's made, everything's made up, you know, even down to, I mean, maybe some of it's, canon who knows but like for the most part it's all stories that people have have thought of and to put somebody's you know creations into a box and force people who enjoy this thing to enjoy the one thing that you like and if if they don't then they're wrong then are you really enjoying it or are you just like i don't understand what the motive is behind that and i've seen it even in 15 and I try to stay far, far away from all of that because it's not what I'm about. And I don't want to see that anywhere in my, in my happy space, essentially.
1: <laughs> fandom is like a happy space.
2: It you know, is.
1: <laughs> I don't like to have it invaded. It's very off-putting to me. I go and do something else. It, it takes me out of like, the fandom zone to see a lot of negativity. <laughs> which, yeah. is why,
0: which is why our entire friend group has retreated to Pinterest. <laughs> it's like the only app any of us are using anymore because like we can make oh, our fandom aesthetic boards, but like nobody can say anything to us and we don't have to say <laughs> the stupid shit other people say.
2: It's, it's amazing. I'm so happy we're all into that because I love going to different boards, Oh, that's so awesome. I love this aesthetic for this character or, or this pairing or whatever. It's
0: really satisfying and it kind of like simplifies fandom again for me in a yeah. way.
2: Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. And it's so enjoyable. It's really creative, too, which I love.
0: Well, and that's what I like about fandom is, like, the creativity, you know? And I always think of fandom as um, every time, and, you know, this part of this is probably a carryover that Lo and I have a collection of ball joint dolls, but I always think of, like, the characters in my fan fiction as, like, my dolls. And, like, Mm. I get to put them wherever I want, and I get to dress them up however I want. And these are my dolls, and somebody else can have dolls of the same characters, but, you know, these ones are mine. And I can do whatever I want with the dolls that I own. And... um, you know, everybody can have their own version of the same character, mm-hmm. and Lo says it a lot. You know, she'll she'll be like, "Well, my Gladio would act like this, and my Noctus would, you know, want to do this." And that doesn't there's you can't be wrong if you say it like that because mm. you're just saying my interpretation of this fictional character that neither of us actually own. <laughs>
1: Feels this
0: way, so true. It's like you can't, you can't say anything else. Get out of my fucking dollhouse!
1: Different dollhouse. Exactly. Your Gladio you can do whatever he wants, but I know what my Gladio does.
2: <laughs> exactly. I, mean, I love that you can do that with these characters, and it's it makes them really special. And it's it's even more exciting when you're trading. You know, head cannons and stuff, and someone's like, "Oh, you know what? I, I actually really agree with that. That's that's really cool." And they adopt that kind of they're like, "I'm gonna take that. Like, I believe that too." And you're like, "Yeah!" Like, it's like creating a character together, and then somebody likes your creation, so it's really exciting.
0: We just talked a lot about role play um, in the last interview that we did, um, and Lo and I talked about this a little bit earlier, but the earlier in the day is the idea that when you have um you make friends in fandom suddenly instead of just being the sole uh writer of your fiction you're now a part of a collaboration and that's like so empowering in a way because you will have no idea how you want to like uh, utilize a certain character or get past a certain plot point or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And somebody else will just, it'll come to them easily. And then these building blocks just start like stacking and suddenly you have this whole massive, awesome AU
2: that you've come up with
0: just cause you're sharing headcanons with someone. Yeah.
2: That's, it's so much fun. I can't stress enough how much I've really enjoyed role playing. Um, especially with my partner, with, with Kaylee, It's it's such a collaborative effort and it's really fun. We're just we're just building or playing off each other and like, well, what if this or what if we did this? And a lot of it's like taking it and combining ideas. And it's so exciting to, you know, have these characters that we love and this universe that we're super into and just to make something of our own and really get into the characters and understand them and get really personal with them you know I think that goes into the whole kinning thing so (laughs) so I've like kinned pretty hard with like a lot of the beefy dudes in 15 so like I like to build on their personalities and everything like that especially since for the most part we didn't really get to see too much of that
0: (laughs) right right again it gives you that freedom actually to kind of even make them more more your own
2: Mm mm-hmm and like going on like building characters like my version of this and my version of that, you know, we've, we've done that together with core and he's like, now he's like one of my favorites.
1: (laughs) You made him and
2: that's awesome. He's so good. He's great.
1: (laughs) How has role play influenced your identity?
2: So, okay. Prior to 15, when I was in the inception fandom, uh, And that's when I started role-playing. I started thinking a lot about my sexuality just because my partner was a female, a lady. And, um, you know, I think when you role-play, you do a lot of intimate scenes, so it starts to get really personal and feelings can develop. And that's those the first time I kind of realized that with, with her. But then I started feeling a little curious about myself and... You know, really trying to delve deeper into those curiosities. Because I was also role-playing a guy. We were both role-playing men. Right. So that is why I was more aware of that and thinking like, whoa, like, who am I really? And asking those questions. And once I got into 15 and really identifying with Gladio, I started, you know, looking more into this. Like, well, how do I feel about myself? And why am I so you know, connected with Gladio. And, you know, do I feel like a guy? Am I a guy? And started playing with my pronouns, like, personally, I didn't really bring it out there. And then um, I had found a, a partner to role play with on Tumblr. And it was then that I kind of met my first girlfriend. And at the time, though, I was with somebody and, and I was with a you know, in a heterosexual relationship. But then, once I met my first partner, I started thinking like, "Oh, I, I think I like more than just guys."
0: <laughs> I imagine that that was a really kind of um, difficult realization to wrap your head around.
2: Yeah, it, it. I finally understood, and and I was like, "Oh shit, this is something I'm. I'm pretty sure I've been suppressing for a little bit because." it's nothing I never really explored until then. And, you know, I started talking about it more and then I would talk to my boyfriend at the time about it. And we eventually decided to go to be polyamorous because of it, you know, to kind of explore other things. I let him know, I think I'm, I think I'm attracted to women (laughs) as well. And I, is that something that's something I would like to explore, but I don't know if that's, if you're comfortable with that and he said it was fine so that's when it all just started and then it just I feel like from there it just kind of like spilled out
0: yeah as your friend I would say that that's probably what it what happened (laughs)
1: yeah (laughs) well you you open the door a little bit and then just threw it open and welcomed this new and beautiful experience and identity in your life and I think that's so admirable and so awesome and this must have been such a crazy journey that you've been on
2: yeah the last like twenty seventeen was a super wild ride. It was a lot of uh, like real like learning myself all over again, and it's all because I was into this fandom, and you know I was learning about my sexuality about you know who I was attracted to, who I was, and now i'm I'm at a point where i'm I label myself as queer and gender fluid, which is like two years ago, I was straight and heterosexual. Straight and heterosexual? I'm sick. You, <laughs> you don't say.
1: You don't say.
2: Or straight and like a lady, female. There you go. That's what I mean. <laughs> you've, bro- oh, God. you've broken out of your
1: heteronormative shell. Thank you. <laughs> welcome six I'm so happy for you you're a gem thank you
2: it's been a journey but it's been so fun like rediscovering myself and going through so many of these experiences and you know a lot of a lot of the reason why I was so open to finally exploring that was because in fandom you know There's something about fandom where you learn a lot about so many different identities and sexualities and relationship statuses. And, and I think seeing people just being so free and open with that and, and just displaying it on their profiles and everything was really inspiring to me. So it led me to want to be more out there and want to be, want to share that with more people. And, and that's how that really started.
0: I think so much of, um, the, like, gender revolution, um, especially that we see inside of fandom spaces is just this ability to lift each other up mm-hmm. and it gives so many people um, permission that they would have never given themselves, uh, to just explore, you know, it, mm-hmm. it, you can, in, like, fandom Twitter... You can go by pronouns that no one else in your real life ever uses for you, mm-hmm. and you'll automatically find a community of people online who are willing to um, to respect that. And you don't have to change anything about your your physical appearance um, or your mannerisms or anything like that. You know, the queer community is gonna is gonna respect that, and some people will will you know continue to grow one direction and other people will decide to grow a different direction. But I just think it's really beautiful that, um, queer fandom spaces just allow people that time to figure it out. Cause as you mm-hmm. show, you know, in, you can be in your thirties and still not know, you know, who you really want yeah. to identify as.
2: Hmm. That's, it's true. And I was really getting there, you know, I was getting to a po- the point where I was like, well, I think this is, this is just how I am, you know? And, you know at that time before, like right before 15 like i wasn't really into anything i was i had no fandom i wasn't into any band, like specific bands or anything like i just had i really didn't have very much and
0: i have a question regarding that yeah. were you depressed
2: yeah. i'm yeah i think i might have been you know i
0: i'm, I'm conducting a survey amongst all of my friends inside of fandom <laughs> and is the in the the question is um in the like 3 to 6 months leading up to the next huge fandom in your life are you depressed?
2: Oh. I you, I have to say yeah. I'm <laughs> pretty sure I was cuz it was just I hadn't like, I didn't do anything, you know. I was in prior to being in 15, I was I'm in I was in the fighting game community which, you know, there's not a whole lot of Slash fiction and all that stuff. It's going probably on. not think, the most queer space. Exactly. Not. Yeah. Not at all. I mean, don't get me wrong. One of my best friends is in that community. Is trans, and she's fucking awesome, and I and I love her to death. But for the majority, it's definitely not a huge queer space. No, you're right. <laughs> so, fifteen was just. I mean, not just fifteen. Just that fandom I was in seems so willing to you know help anybody out that was kind of exploring and even now the friends that I've made in 15 you know because we have a private I'll like vent about things or just kind of like am I is this right that what I'm feeling like sometimes I feel like this sometimes I feel like that and all the people that I've made friends with are super quick to chime in and let me know like oh this is so totally what I was going through too and it's She's been so supportive and it's been really great
1: six what would you say to other people who are on the older side of fandom who are exploring their identity through
2: fandom uh, i would say that it's never too late you know you may think that you're too old for, for anime or video games or geeking out on a tv show or or whatever it is you're interested in but if it's something you're interested in, fuck it, like enjoy it. And as long as it makes you happy, that's all that really matters. And, you know, if you want to cosplay or write fan fiction, even if you don't share it right away, at least do it and, and feel good and feel like, you know, you're really absorbing it and enjoying it and see how you feel when you do it. And, You know, I guarantee you, if you join any discussion, especially nowadays, like on on like Twitter or something or Tumblr, maybe. (laughs)
0: um, (laughs) (laughs) I could could hear you like cringe as you said that.
2: (laughs) But yeah, you know, I guarantee you're going to find somebody in your age bracket or somebody that will talk to you about it and and relate to you in some way. And it'll be fun. And, you know, just just get out there and don't be shy about it and don't feel intimidated by anybody else. Just put yourself out there and, 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 and be positive when you do say that.
1: I think that's perfect advice. Mm. Six. Thank you for coming on the show. You you. were a joy. Thank you so much. (laughs) We
0: really appreciated your um, unique perspective. You know, it, I'm very happy that I have friends in fandom that are both older than me and younger than me because it keeps me grounded. Um, oh yeah, and it kind of makes sure that like I'm never going off the rails, you know. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. there's there's just multiple multiple pers- you know multiple uh, perspectives in our in our group, and I always love the perspective that you bring to it. I think it's been um, absolutely wonderful to watch you find yourself, and I am so glad that we get to be a part of that. Um, I'm also you know, very uh, honored to have been a part of your um, fandom positivity because it's what you know created our friendship and so much of what made the Final mm-hmm. Fantasy fifteen fandom fun for me. Uh, and so, you know, recognize your value in that and continue to be that um, uplifting, positive presence. And you really do affect more people um, than you think you do when you're that person in fandom.
2: Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> oh, I feel really happy hearing that. Thank you, and. I'm really happy I met you guys and my lovely girlfriend and I couldn't be, couldn't be any happier.
0: Well, we look forward um, for you coming down to celebrate Christmas with us.
2: Yes. I'm so excited. So
0: (laughs) we'll see you for, um, for Christmas and we love you very much. And thank you for coming on our show and we'll have you back soon.
2: Thank you for having
0: me. Thank you. Bye. Hi, Beetle here. Um, so obviously it took me until after Christmas to get this episode posted, but hang in there. We've got a bunch more episodes coming up soon. Um, we're actually going to be at uh, Anime Los Angeles this weekend, so if anybody wants to say hi, um, hit us up and and let us know. I'll be doing, um, some cosplay photo shoots. I think my slots are all full, um, but you can find me on Twitter, and if I have an open slot, shoot me a DM. Um... You can find us on Twitter at Queer Fandom, as well as Instagram. You can email us at QueerFandomPod at gmail.com. You can email us topic ideas um, if you want to be on the show, uh, just to say hi. If you tweet about the show using the Queer Fandom Podcast hashtag, we will um, boost some of your art or your fic or your cosplay or anything like that to say thank you. And um, thank you guys for listening, and I hope you enjoy the direction the show is going. Uh, Take care. Uh, Bye. Mm, That was pretty awkward. Um, Bye.